gentlemen, yes, this is your favorite show, Sports Unfolded, with your favorite hosts, Eric and Ron. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, Season 2, Episode 33, Live Free or Lie Hard. I like it. I like the pun. I'm a huge Bruce Willis fan. Die Hard's one of my, my all-time favorites. I am your host, Eric, my main man, right over there. Ron, how are you? I'm doing quite well, Eric. How are you? I am, I am doing great. I mean, we are ready to unfold a bunch of stories uh, this week. And we're going to start right off with our leadoff story. And that's going to be on. I didn't think we'd be covering this anymore, but unfortunately, we continue to still have to cover it. And that would be Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson has finally uh, received his ultimate sentence, if we want to call it that. And that's a 11-game suspension and a $5 million fine. <coughs> uh, the most in NFL history for a player. But before we get into our conversation about Deshaun Watson, let's listen to a, a, a quick piece of his uh, press conference uh, from yesterday. Deshaun, how, how did you go from, I've done nothing wrong, I've never disrespected any woman, to settling so many of these lawsuits and now agreeing to this discipline? How did you get from that point to this? Well, I've always been able to stand on my innocence, and I've always been able to sit here and Sorry. I've always uh, stood on my innocence and always said that I've never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone. And I'm continuing to stand on that. But at the same time, I have to continue to push forward my life and my career. And for us to be able to move forward, you know, I have to be able to take steps and put pride to the side. And um, I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence and, and, and keep pushing forward. And I've always, you know, stood on not disrespecting or sexual assaulting anyone. What do you apologize for? What do you apologize for? everyone that was affected about this situation. There was a lot of people that was triggered. But not the women that accused you of this? I apologize to all women. So anybody that was affected, even yourself, every everything. So I'm Did he just call him a woman? No, even yourself, apologizing to everyone, including not just the women, all women. Um little gut-wrenching to hear him speak about it and kind of nonchalantly not taking any accountability for what has happened. Regardless if you're innocent or not, you put yourself in situations that could be questioned. And yeah. we've discussed this in the past about 24, 25 different masseuses. When the team provides you with that kind of, uh, you know, situation in the facilities that right are owned by the team and, and obviously would put you in a less promiscuous uh situation yeah and yet you don't want to apologize for it like you've done nothing wrong yeah look there's only one reason to go outside the team for a massage i mean it's only one i'm not gonna yeah. you know sit here and say what the reason is but you know, you're expecting, you know, a certain service from, you know, 
outside the facility massage therapist. Yeah, and again, and I, th- I think just uh, assuming from, that is just just ignorant as yeah. as it is. And most of them, I believe, weren't like professionally uh, masseuses. They they weren't you know certified, right? So he was literally looking for women that he knew basically could be vulnerable or may possibly want to do stuff with him because he's a famous athlete. Yeah. So I will ask you this question. Is the punishment fair in your eyes now? Uh, I don't think the punishment could ever be fair in my eyes because just knowing, you know, why the NFL does things, you know, look, look, we're not going to candy coat this. The NFL just made it look like they wanted a harsher punishment because that's what they have to answer to their female fans for, you know. So, of course, oh, yes, of of course we wanted a bigger, you know, suspension. But when you when you turn around and you settle it just so that way, oh, his first game back is going to be against Houston, the team that, you know, he got traded from. When all this happened. So that's real convenient. You know, that, that's a money grab to make so the both teams can make a huge money grab for for all the troubles. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's, I, I, I think overall I was disgusted by that part of it. So you conveniently make it an 11 game suspension. He's able to come back, uh, practice with the team. He doesn't get to play that first game back and then he's back for week 12 versus the Houston Texans. Yeah. This is just a publicity stunt on the NFL's part to make money because now this is going to be a game that everybody automatically we're going to have eyes on any game Deshaun Watson first came back to, but now you're literally putting it on the team that he was formerly with. And you don't think this is going to get moved to like a four o'clock game where it's going to get more publicity and more eyes on it. So that they can get more views. This is all it is. It's scripted. Exactly, Manny. Thanks for joining. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they move it to a Monday night game. And, and possibly could. They, they they have the ability to slide later in the season and, and shift games around. It's just it's disgusting that you ultimately had an opportunity to do something right. Yeah. And instead of doing that, again, I, I think the 11 games, I was like, I'm okay with that. $5 million fine. Okay. I mean, granted, in in the grand scheme of what he's making, it's not going to really put a huge dent in his, in his pocket. But the NFL still had an opportunity to do something right here where say, look, if we're going to settle on 11 games, maybe let's make it 10 or let's make it 12 so that his first game back doesn't make us look like all we're trying to do is publicize this. And that's what they did. So whoever made that decision ultimately said, look, Deshaun, we we want you back for the Houston game. That's that's what it says to me. It's not about what you did, who you hurt, what happened. It's more about us making money. And at the end of the day, that's going to put more money in everybody else's pocket, including the owners, the league, everyone. Yeah, and to the to the credit of the comments coming in, um, no, the best thing is not to 
you know, remove it from conversation because you need to hold the NFL accountable too. You know, they have to be held accountable. So if you just brush it aside and act like it's gone, that's letting them off the hook. And I'm not going to let the NFL off the hook. I'm not letting Deshaun Watson off the hook. I want this and everybody's fresh in their minds when the moment comes, when he steps back on that field, because I want him to have a rain of booze. Which he would anyway, because it's going to be in Houston. Right, I know. But that was situation. that was a good cue to you use that little button, but you know, oh, you want you want the boo, you want yeah, the I wanted the booze. So you want to hear those, you know, because that's like he deserves this, exactly. So you know, I, I'm not letting the NFL and Desha- Deshaun Watson off the hook by not talking about it talking about it because it, it, it's it's not fair to those women to have it just forgotten again the fact that they settled kind of um bothers me as well because i think they had an opportunity but then the nfl you talk a good game you had an opportunity and ultimately money talks yeah. money talks and that's how i see this whole situation i would have rather you just keep it at six games and at that point then Longer than the make big show. Su- yeah, make it longer, the suspension, and then allow him to come back on the biggest game that would have been his biggest game coming anyway next season. This upcoming yeah, and, season. This and, and been you, how do you decide 11? You know, wouldn't it be 10 or a dozen or, right. you know, they if you're going to use an odd number, you yeah. usually use it in five yeah. or, you know, it's, you know, 15, 10, 15 maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I don't know. I it's just baffling to me um how they they came up with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no I mean, look, it, I, just... look, we're not we're not condoning uh you know the fact that we want to continue to talk about it. We want to make sure that people understand or realize that for some reason the NFL did this. And it wasn't because Deshaun Watson sexually assaulted 24 women and this is what they felt was going to be the punishment they did this ultimately to make money because this is all they're going to talk about is the return to houston the return to houston the sean watson his first game back in houston it's just they had an opportunity to make us not talk about it because if this was going to be week 10 he's coming back i don't know who they're playing who cares yeah you made it so that we ultimately have a story because it's not about the penalty anymore. It's about you making money. Yeah. That's all this was about. Yeah. And this is, this is classic NFL, classic NFL. And then, and it you won't know. change. It won't change. And you know, the sad thing is look, as upset as we're going to be, we love the sport. We're going to continue to watch it. We could all sit here and go, you know what? They did this wrong and look what they've done. They know the product they have. People are going to continue to watch no matter what. No matter what. And that game in Houston, we're all going to watch it. As upset as we are, yeah. we're going to watch it. Yeah. Because we're going to want to see. Yep. So we're going to go and talk about, we're going to stick to the NFL, and we're going to talk about the next gentleman we're going to bring up here. And something that will make you go. Say what? So this is a press conference when they asked um, basically – Todd Bowles, if uh, Tom Brady was going to be back, 
And this is his response. If we practice on our own. What are you expecting to come back when it's the day when he's supposed to return? We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. I'm not concerned about it right now. We're trying to practice against Tennessee and play a game. I said sometime after Tennessee, there's no definitive date for me, but we'll check on it. We'll keep in touch and we'll find out. What does that mean? There's no definitive date. There's no definitive timetable. This is your star quarterback. This is the only way you're getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're this is this to me, Eric, see, screams that they have no clue what Tom Brady's doing. No, he controls the team. He's running that team. And it's clear as day at this point. Because if your head coach can't definitively say he'll be back on this date, what are you telling, A, the team, but B, the, the media? What yeah. does that mean? Yeah. I just don't understand how this it, it continues to be. I don't know if people want to make stories and continue to have the stories go on and on, so we'll just keep it so vague. But you can't tell me if the star quarterback of your team needed to take some time off. A, we don't know why, personal reasons. Yeah. But B, you can't give us a date as to when he's going to return. Is he back week one? Is that an option? Oh, we'll talk about it next week. So if he's not back next week, what do you say? Is it the following week? When is he back? Maybe he doesn't yeah. come back. Yeah, no, this is this is like this is this is craziness. This is like, you know, it's like a soap opera already. I mean, that's what that's what the NFL has been producing. It's a, it's a soap opera, and they want you glued to that TV every single day of the year. And you know, with Tom Brady, um, he has somehow discovered that you know that word "me." which wasn't part of his vocabulary, you know, a short three years ago. Now, all of a sudden, it is all about me, meaning Tom Brady. So how many weeks in an NFL season? Well, See how good you are. 18. 18 weeks, right? <laughs> so one by. We're, we're, we're sitting here. Very good, by the way. Very good. Sports unfolded. All, all of your knowledge. We give it to you. 18 weeks in a season. So I'm going to ask you this. If Dan may be right, it may be an issue with his current marriage. Giselle didn't want him to come back. I got to go home. I've got to try to take care of some stuff. What happens week one? It's 18 weeks now. Are yeah. you just going to, hey, after week five, oh, she's upset. I'm going to have to take two weeks off. To go try to fit, like, how does this work? Well, we know who's controlling that marriage. <laughs> but even you're committed to coming back, right? He retired, unretired. If you're yeah. committed to coming back, that means a you got her blessing, is what I would think, or b you just did it, and now you've got to live with that consequence. You either got to figure out how you're going to make this work, or it's not going to work. You can't. Look, I can it. see this scenario in my head. Okay. Now, you know, being in my head is probably yeah, not where the average fan wants to be, but I could see wow. it like this. It's like, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, Tom goes home after the season ends and he's like, well, should I retire? Should I not? You know, and it's like, what do you think, Giselle? You know, and, and it's like, 
hey, why don't we just take a vacation, you know, and then I, and I'll retire. And okay, yeah, that's good. That sounds like a plan, Tommy, you know. So he retires and then she says, oh, I got a new modeling gig coming up this year, so I can't go. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll just unretire. Yeah, I'll come back. I got, I'll just go hang out and, with the boys again. And that didn't go over well. <laughs> Look, if, if he can't make a decision at some point, I, I just feel like, look, he didn't want Bruce Arians to be the head coach. I think that's one of the reasons he retired. He was not going to go through another year with Bruce Arians. So he gets his wish. He ultimately says, look, Tampa, you want me back? You got to make this happen. Bruce Arians conveniently steps away, steps aside, yep. right? Todd Bowles comes in. Todd, you're my, I own you, okay? As Tom Brady, I own you. And I'm going to tell you when I want to come in, what I'm going to do, and how I'm going to do it. You don't need to know. I mean, you're a head coach because I picked you, because I wanted you, yeah, not because yeah. the organization is basically giving you the keys to the car. I still have the keys. You drive the car when I tell you to drive that car. That's right. And this is where we're at, because how does a player? We talk about the NBA and them controlling teams and telling what players they want and trade me. I'm, I'm not staying. I want. He's. This is the same thing now. Yeah, but it's there's only one the guy. There's only one guy that has that power, and that is Tom Brady. Which is amazing. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the power because they got rid of the guy he wanted. Yeah. So what is that? Look, it was a good possibility he wasn't going to be back. Yeah. Last season, there's a lot of questions. Would they even bring him back? So, again, it's it's it, Kareem Hunt. Great example. Again, I want to be yeah. traded. Organization. No. That's it. Yeah. Don't Don't – don't play. Don't, don't show play. up. Whatever. Yeah. You don't get paid. Tom Brady, I'm going to take the preseason off. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, but when you think about it, I mean, the proof is in the pudding with Tom. I mean, I got to I got to think, you know, maybe it is a good idea that he does take the the time off because does he really need to practice? But you talk about, listen, there's a bunch of new receivers on this. Team. I understand that. And you talk about chemistry and timing yeah. and all the things that he does so well. It's because he practices so hard. Yeah. And that's starting to go by the wayside. Right. So he is already half out of the game. And this is why I'm saying, you know, like Tampa Bay is going to have a harder time this season than what they think they're going to because to me tom brady is already retired yeah because you know he's just not there he he's not there literally and, and not there we can look Can't at the fact that he signed that massive deal to go to the broadcasting booth afterwards and those guys travel a lot so yeah. you're talking another 18 weeks again for 10 years like if yeah. they can't figure it out now as a couple and she wanted him out why would he even sign that contract to begin with i yes, mean maybe the problem time. Maybe the problem is that contract. Hey, the prenup? No, no, the contract. <laughs> the contract to do broadcasting. Yeah, I think that's another. Because look, at, she probably said, oh, you know what? You're out. It's You're only going to be th gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, somewhere in there. Because it's usually a couple days before the game. They travel in. They do their thing, yeah. right? And then back out. Now it's five days a week. 
You know what I mean? 18 yeah, weeks. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it could be. Look, at the end of the day, when he retired, he said, you know, I want to spend time with my family. I want to do all this stuff. So something changed somewhere along the line. Yeah. And you can't say Tampa Bay. I'm not saying they're a lock for the Super Bowl because I don't feel like the NFC, I think, is wide open. But I still oh, feel yeah. the, Rams, the Rams are a better team. All depending on Stafford's help. But the Rams, to me, are still a better team than the Bucks. Yes. And if yes. they face him again, I feel like the Rams would beat him again. Let's move on to our triple play, my friend. And we're going to go, because it's episode 33, we decided to go 33 years ago. These three players led the NBA in blocks. And we're going to decide who we start, bench, and cut. And those three players, Hakeem Olajuwon, the dream, Patrick Ewing, and David Robinson. You are first, my friend, this week. So you get to grace us with the incorrect list, and then I will give everyone the correct order. You're up. Okay, I have I mine is really easy. How many rings do they have? Uh between them all? No. Each individual. How many rings? Hakeem has what? Two? Yep. Robinson has one. Yep. Z- Ewing has none. Okay, there you go. That is not how you're basing this. Are you seriously basing it on that? That is that. Look, I mean, why would I pick? Why wouldn't I cut Ewing? I agree with you. I cut Ewing as well. So but I'm going I'm I'm to put the dream. I'm not putting it because there. of the rings. I'm putting it. Listen, Hakeem Olajuwon, three-time block champion, two-time defensive player of the right. year, two-time right. total rebound, nine-time right. all-defensive. Right. And David that's Robinson, why he's. That's why he belongs as the starter, and David this is Robinson, why David Robinson should be the bench, and okay. Ewing is okay. Getting but cut. your theory was rings. No, but that's that's the order that they just happened to fall. Oh, is that what it was? You know, like look, I mean, it's it's an obvious choice. I mean, that's that's the order, order. here. That is the pecking order. Now, if you're taking out. David Robinson and you're putting in Tim Duncan, then it's changed. Oof. You know, but I, I don't think I, Tim I take Olajuwon over Robinson. 89, Tim Duncan. I don't even, eesh, he'd be a wee little boy at that point. But, uh, no, I'm just good. saying as, as the player. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Let's continue with this basketball thing. We're going to talk some NBA. Good job, Ron. Wait, job. so that was the, that was, it was easy. It was an easy list. I didn't have to look it up. The stats, not their rings. The, the, but the stats dictate that. Although I don't know. Did Hakeem win two with Houston? Or was it the one? The OJ year. Where they beat the Knicks. I think that's the only one. He might have only won one also. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about the man. We I know you were so excited when you heard this news. You, you probably had a little party, talked to all your friends, said LeBron James signs a two-year extension for $97.1 million to remain with the Lakers. Was this a good deal? No. Why would it be a good deal? He's one of the best players in the history of the NBA, Ron. Yeah. How old is he? 38. He'll be 38. Right. You can't say he's still not at the top of his game, though. He's still one of the best players in the league. When he's in, when he's in, yeah. So again, if you get sixty-five games out of him, look, yeah, are you going to get sixty-five out of him? I don't know. 
I don't think you can, you know, and uh, that just leaves a little too many games out for my liking. And not to mention, he hasn't exactly brought anything, any hardware home to L.A. He won the bubble title. He won the bubble title. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That That doesn't count. So here's where I feel like this could come back. Now, Russell Westbrook, we expect to be gone after this season if they can move him this season. You know, there's been rumors out there that LeBron signed this deal because he was basically told that they've got a deal in place to move Westbrook already, possibly for Kyrie, something with Brooklyn. Let's just, let's just say what if, but if that is not the case, they do not have any, listen, I'm going to, first of all, Westbrook's making $47 million. LeBron James, second on the team, 44.4 million. Anthony Davis, 37.9 million. Taylor Horton Tucker, is making 10.2. Now I'm going to give you the rest of the team in the bench. Let me know when you know any of these guys. Are you ready? First up, Lonnie Walker, Kendrick Nunn, none I know a little bit, Stanley Johnson, Damian Jones, Wayne Gabriel, Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown Jr. So I wonder if that's any Patriot relation there. Juan Toscano Anderson, Austin Reeves and Max Christie. I know who Austin Reeves is. Do you? Who's he? <laughs> this is, I mean, this is bad. Isn't that soup? Isn't that Superman's son? Oh, geez. I couldn't say it with a straight face. <laughs> you know, Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves, you know? I gotcha. Oh, man. Exactly. No, though, so, it's a terrible team that you right? can't win so, with this team. How many minutes can these guys legitimately play? And now you just added more money. This is it. this is the point I'm making. Okay. You've got three guys on that roster that can't put in a full season. Yeah, three guys. No. And they're well, your only guys that you have, really. Like when you think about it, that's what they got. They only have those three. And as soon as somebody goes to the bench, the team caves. So this is th- those three guys could not make it to the playoffs last year. No, and I don't see it. if this team stays intact. And even if you get rid of Westbrook and you add Kyrie Irving, it's still not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Like they've got nothing else on this team because you gotta you gotta assume, and you shouldn't assume, but you're gonna you're gonna think that okay one. These players are not going to stay healthy. So Davis and LeBron are not going to stay healthy. They're going to miss, you know, a good chunk of the season, at least 25 games. At least they're going to miss. So that means that you have Kyrie in there basically by himself. And we know how that went. Went great in Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, that's what, you know, we know how it went. Like It It worked well in Boston, too. I mean, amazing. Yeah, so so, so th- want, that doesn't scare anybody out west. Yeah. And and I think we're starting to see that pairing all these players together isn't working. The teams that are winning and the teams that stay consistent are because they built themselves. The Golden State Warriors built themselves. Yeah. They added Kevin Durant. He came over, and then he left, and they still win. 
Yeah, he came over. He came over to a championship yeah. team, right? So you can't. You, this building teams isn't working anymore. We've seen them all trying to do it, and it's not working. Stop. Yeah, Build because they're trying to they're trying to infuse, you know, the same guy three times. You can't have the same player on your team three times, because yeah. that's too many. That's too many people wanting the ball. It doesn't it doesn't fly because now anybody that knows how to play defense can cover you. And again, so I you know what? I'm glad you said the word defense because it, it brought me back to something I heard the other day. And I, I believe it was um a Stephen A. Smith who says LeBron James in the top three all time. And then I started to question one thing. Does LeBron James play defense like Michael Jordan did? So can we stop comparing, first of all, him to, to the, the GOAT when it comes to the NBA? Then they want to compare, well, he's made the most money in the NBA. That's phenomenal. I am glad for him as a human being, as a player. He's getting the money. He puts a lot of play, uh, fans in the stands. He does a lot for the organizations. He does a lot for the communities. I will never discredit him for that. But does that make him a better basketball player because he's made more money? Or is that just the opportunities that arose now that the NBA has more money to pay? Michael yeah. Jordan, if he was playing today and he was Michael Jordan, yeah, he would be making a lot more money than he did back in 1990 because right. 30 years ago the, the salaries were not what they are today. So you can't compare the two and say that this puts LeBron James ahead of – Michael Jordan, because he's made the most money guaranteed ever in the history. Of you know, we talk about this all the time, Eric, and I don't even have him on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I'd be very hard pressed to put him. He's top five, maybe. And even that, again, you could question some of the things. Larry Bird. I'd say six. Larry Bird, eight-time all-defensive player. Yeah. Not only was a great scorer. Great yeah. distributor, rebounder. He did all those things. He was an eight-time defensive player of the year. Yeah. All, all, sorry, excuse me, all defense. So, again, you're not going to see that from LeBron James. So stop putting him on this pedestal because he's made $500 million guaranteed. That doesn't make him a better basketball player. It was the dumbest thing I've heard. And these guys get paid to do it. How about somebody pay us? That'd be nice. I'm going to go on a little rant now. We're going to talk some MLB, and we're going to talk about the New York Yankees and how concerned should Yankee fans be with this recent month of August. Uh, Aaron Judge looks disgusted there, which he should. I mean, another great outing last night by the Yankees. It's currently 4-12 in the month of August, 9-18 and since the All-Star break, once they came back from the All-Star break. I am going to... First off, say that I understand team slump, and they've had teams that go into slumps and still win the World Series. But the issue right now with the New York Yankees is the hitting. And come playoff time, you're going to face much better competition when it comes to pitchers. If you can't hit now, what does that say for, for October baseball? I, I just You've blown a 15-and-a-half game lead down to nine games now. They're a nine-game lead in the ALE. They had the ALE locked up. It was a guarantee in July. 
you can't beat the teams you need to beat. You've lost to Tampa Bay. You've lost to Boston. You've lost now to Toronto. These are all the teams you got to stop worrying about because they're, they're right on your on your backside. And then Aaron Boone comes out today and says, well, John Carlos Stanton is, is progressing well. He should be back shortly. He's the same thing. He's a strikeout home run hitter. If you can't do it now, yeah. teams are already starting to do it with Aaron Judge. He was having a phenomenal year. But you know why? Because they were pitching to him. Teams figured it out. Stop pitching to him. Yeah. Don't give him things to hit. Everything's outside the zone, low, things that are, aren't going to be a home run. Guess what? The team struggles. Yeah, look, I mean, if not for their great start, they'd be seeing what the Red Sox are seeing exactly. right Exactly. They'd be a fourth, fifth place team. You know, I mean, the if, the Red Sox have just been awful. You know, I mean, they couldn't even sweep Pittsburgh. They had the first two games, and then yeah. they go out and lay an egg last night. So, so what? What the Yankees are going through is what the Red Sox have been seeing for quite some time. And you can't, you can't. It's not just the hitting. It's it's a combination of everything. They're still you know? third in ERA in, in Major League Baseball. They, yeah, they, but they, they were first. Again, that Dodgers team been on, on fire. But they were first, okay. and it's slipping and slipping and slipping yeah. and slipping. And it, it all goes back to trade deadline day when oh, they yeah. traded away, you know, their, their what, fourth starter, Montgomery? Montgomery. He's 3-0 and right now with a .54 ERA, yeah. 17 strikeouts with the Cardinals. Yeah. Montas, who we picked up at the trade deadline, he's 0-1 with a 9 ERA, yeah. 8 strikeouts, like in three appearances. Clearly made a mistake there. But then I want to look at this. So I said, let me look at the last 30 days. And I'm going to give you some names right now. Aaron Hicks, he's batting 158 yeah. in the last 30 days, 19 strikeouts. Gleyber Torres, 187, 31 strikeouts, 31. Andrew Benatendi, who was a 300 and I think he was 315 when he came over. He's batting 200 right now with 19 strikeouts. He's not even a strikeout guy. I know. Anthony Rizzo, 213, 18 strikeouts. Josh Donaldson, 221, 31 strikeouts. They're all in the same ballpark. They've got the same It's either mentality is hit it out or strike out. That's it. It's not yeah. working. You're pitching only giving up two to three runs a game, and you can't even get it. You can't score a run. You can't score a run right now. They scored two runs last night. Yeah, you got too many guys um, holding the bat too tight. You know, we say this about, you know, hockey players when they, they, they're holding the stick too tightly. And, you know, it, so nothing is coming off of their stick. In this case, a bat. That's, you know, the proper way to hit. So they're, they're tightening up and they're just not hitting smart. And when they were doing everything right in their start, right up until the All-Star break, you know, and then actually right up until basically the trade deadline, they were doing pretty much everything right. And so they were moving the the players up they were aggressive on the base base path you know but now 
They're running into outs. They're they're not hitting fly balls when they have a guy on third. You know, it, it's just a lot. It's a lot of little things that have now compiled to make it big things. And now they're pressing too much, and they're causing mistakes after mistake. Yeah, the they, pitching well, were, is terrible. They were fortunate enough early on; they were putting up runs. Yeah, and, and you know, again, Aaron Judge was having a, a MVP season, may almost record breaking. Yeah, but now you start to look at it. Aaron Hicks is hit into more double plays with bases loaded than any player <laughs> in Major League Baseball this year. They're not getting clutch hitting. They're not getting timely hitting. They're not getting when guys are on second and they're able to bring that run around. It's not happening. Yeah. And that's where they're going to continue to struggle. You look at a team like Houston, a team like the Dodgers. Every time I see a Dodgers highlight, guy on second, here comes here comes a line drive into the outfield. That guy scores. That's how you win baseball games. And the New York Yankees, one of the best teams at hitting home runs, which is phenomenal. But if you ain't hitting home runs, you ain't putting up runs. Right. That's what's happening with them. Yeah, and and pitching has gotten wise to it. And it doesn't hurt when, you know, when some of the guys are out of the lineup and now you're exposing players that normally get good pitches, they're not, and they're swinging at bad pitches and they're striking out. Like, without some of the guys in the lineup, guys like Donaldson is just showing their true colors now. Yeah, it's horrible. Horrible. Been such a bad pick, and then they get rid of Joey Gallo, who's strikeout king. And I guess the rest of the team said, "Oh, we might as well just uh, you know take over for him because that's where where it seemed to be going." They I, miss I'm, him. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted with them yeah. because this is going to welcome turn to my a, world, Eric. Look what I get to enjoy. Not be an AL East race right now. This was supposed to be done and over with. This was about them in the playoffs. Can they can they get through the postseason and win a title? And right now, I'm not even sure they're going to win the AL East. Unreal. Anyway, let's talk about another. The Atlanta Braves, so defending champions, having some problems. Marcel Uzuna uh, is now currently, he was arrested Friday night or Friday morning for a DUI. Your thoughts on the situation? Well, uh, another player that I don't know what they're thinking. I, I really don't know what they're thinking. First of all, why is he out at that time? You know, why is he out at that time on a Friday night? He has a game Saturday. So he's had some some issues. I guess domestic dispute or uh, last year ended up not even being in the World Series. Had to go through um, counseling for that. Yep. Uh, apologized to the team, said he was going to be a different man and try to change his ways. And I'm not saying, look, people fall on hard times. He's having a very bad season. He's batting 214. He's losing time in the lineup. Again, these professional athletes, sometimes when you can see yourself, he's 31, maybe declining a little bit, right? It's not as easy when you're 31 to just bounce back. Some guys can, maybe some cream. We'll get into that at another day or time. But if he's starting to see that decline. Maybe he's going through some stuff, but you would also hope that with the counseling that he got, he was able to have somebody to, to reach out to, to your point, four 30 in the morning. What were you doing <laughs> to be intoxicated at four 30 in the morning? Yeah. And you know, to your point, he has a game, he has a game that Saturday. Like you, you're, you're basically now wonder you're in a decline. 
Does the team suspend him? Do you think they suspend him? They keep him out? I think they do. I think they do. Right. So he may miss more time. And again, the Braves are in a, a heated pennant race with the Mets. And this is bad timing for them. If you talk about from a team standpoint and you apologize to the team, you just put them in a bad situation. Seeing ghosts over there. Lights flickered. Sam Donaldson. What's going on? Hey, it's face off time. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to, to really enjoy. I've, I've recently watched some of our old face offs that you've posted now on Rhode Island Broadcasting. I love watching uh, our pick and rolls. And uh, still to this, I, I watched again today that greatest upsets in sports and uh, how upset you were. So <laughs> I, I'm still upset about it because you can't. It's so good. These Your are so arguments good. are so stupid. <laughs> and, you know, so you what? contradict yourself all the time. Uh, you told me in that episode, that it would happen again, and no 16 has beaten once. So it's been four years. Okay, I digress. Let's four years? Talk- it was last year. <laughs> 2018 when it happened. Yeah, but I said that last year. That okay, it would happen you said again. it will happen. It hasn't happened. I know it hasn't happened. It's been one year. <laughs> oh, boy. It's not happening. It's never going to happen. All right, so uh, today's argument is going to be, should live golfers be awarded official world ranking points? So currently they are not. So any tournaments they're in, they don't get – classified in the world rankings uh as as a legitimate tournament uh obviously there's some issues with live golf and the pga and the pga is definitely trying to fight live golf at this point to be uh you know to stay out of the world rankings you are first so you get to pick are you for them being allowed in the world rankings or against it um now the world rankings is that is that from the PGA? I believe they, it must be, or they have some affiliation with it. Because that's the the thing. I mean, so so I'm gonna say against because if that is in fact a PGA thing, then of course Liv shouldn't be you know, rewarded points. Because if you think about, look at the NCAA, there's not, they're not affiliated. The rankings aren't affiliated with the NCAA. So I think it's more that route. Okay. Then they deserve to be. So, so why should it just be a PGA tournament? You know, there are two professional leagues now. So now you're for it. So now I'm for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like if it was a PGA ranking system, then no, obviously. But if it's not, then you're, then you're no, right. then then they should be allowed to like uh, like what the I, hell, you, you know? know what? You took the money and ran. You took the money and ran. Right, Live golf is still... paying you a ton of money. You're yeah. going to have to sacrifice some things. There's certain courses now you can't play tournaments. You're yeah, not but if it's not if it's that... not a PGA, you know, you know ranking system, system, then then it should be qual- it should qualify. You know, like if there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a because if they're like, unless Imagine the ranking NCAA system basketball don't have a ranking, if the ranking system is just going by PGA tournaments, then by all means they can do whatever they want and not allow live tournaments to be in there. So, 
what I'm getting out of this, if they're saying they're not eligible for it, then they're saying they're just doing PGA tournaments. And that's that. So, you know, you have to respect that ranking system, but then it's completely a sham because so it is, yeah, because it's not a true number one because right, exactly guys that aren't going to be on that list that probably would especially be. considering most of the good players are now in the live tour. So if I would counteract this if I was live, since you got all this money anyway, why not just yeah. make your own rankings? Exactly. So that number one, it's almost like boxing at this point. Think about it, boxing. How many WBC doesn't acknowledge oh, the know. WBA or, B, or BOs yep, yep. champions? Right, do the same thing. All right, this yep. is our number one golfer. That's their number one golfer. Yeah, no, that's what they're going to end up doing because, you know, they don't care. They have all the golfers playing for them, the ones that matter, you know? That's, no, they, that's, that, that definitely, yeah. They, you know, the live tour, look, it has done it has done a lot of things, and it is opening up people's eyes to what the problem is because players are not happy with what, what some of the things that the PGA does. And, you know, I mean, look, I don't <laughs> look, I don't think golfers should really complain because, you know, I mean, even the last place guy gets something and he makes a better living than me playing golf on the weekends. So, you know, I don't really care either way. Well, he probably wouldn't even play on the weekends. If it's Thursday, Friday, but, he's not because if he's not at the well, yeah, that's true too. So, <laughs> so the last place guy is getting a bundle, you know, yeah. between sponsors, I, everything else. Yeah. I mean, look, live golf has done something that is going to change the sport. Oh for yeah, good or, yeah, for good or, or, or worse, we'll see. Uh, but you can't, you can't fault. You know, again, guys want to get ranked, and again, create your own ranking system. That to me makes more sense than yeah, trying to sure. fight the PGA. Just eliminate. You're already trying to eliminate the PGA as it is. So why bother? I don't think they're trying to eliminate the PGA. I think the oh, players yeah. are trying to. They offer Tiger them... Woods seven hundred million dollars guaranteed. Oh, I'm not saying Liv isn't trying to eliminate. Oh, Liv is trying to. Yeah, but the players are going over there. Yeah, because they want to make a statement that the PGA needs to do them better. And and money, money, money doesn't hurt. Money doesn't hurt. Yeah. NHL time, my friend. My NHL guru clearly won that, by the way. You didn't win anything. And you made uh, the same big, argument as me. Big, yeah, I think we ended up agreeing with each other at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Nazim Kadri has signed a seven-year, $49 million deal with the Calgary Flames. We're going to bring him up there. And uh, does this make the Flames a contender to win the Western Conference? Yes. Yeah. Like One player can do that. You lose Johnny Goudreau to Columbus and trade Matthew Kachuk to Florida. You would think they'd be dead and buried. Right. And somehow they end up getting Huberto out yep. of that deal. And Weaker. right? The, the defenseman. And now you get Kadri. Yeah. You've just rebuilt your team in a matter. Like, this is the per. Their GM did a phenomenal job of making this. Work. Yeah, and not only that, you're not going to have one line now. You're going to have two lines, you know? I mean, because they're not going to put Kadri and Huberdeau on the same line. They're going to be two different lines, and those two players are going to make their players on the wings better. And I mean, you can't I help but be better. 
and and people can sit there and go, I can't believe, you know, they broke up that team, but that team failed in the playoffs. It did. And people don't, don't, now you get a guy who just won the Stanley cup. Hence it's in his hands. That's right. Right. And now you're talking about experience and knowing how to win, how to get there, what it takes. That's the, a difference maker. And yeah. And, and I'll go even a step further with Kadri. He doesn't have to go to a big market city where the spotlight is going to be on him. So if he does something wrong, you know, it, it's going to be that much more glaring. He could sit back in a nice setting like Calgary and, and have that kind of year he had in Colorado. Yeah, no, look, I, I think they've done a phenomenal job of being relevant quick. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't see teams re reboot this quickly and end up being a contender. They're a contender. Yeah. And Colorado just got a little weaker. Yes, right? it did. They just took that one of their best players away. Right. It's going to be interesting, you know? Sure. I'm I, sure I, St. I, Louis is happy about that because now they're looking at us like, wow, if they didn't have Kadri, we might yeah. have had a chance. <laughs> Kadri, 71 games last season, 20, uh, 28 goals, 59 assists, uh, 87 points, plus 13. In the playoffs, seven goals, eight assists. 15 points a plus seven. So the impact he had on them winning that Stanley cup. Now you add that to your team. I don't see how that that's a bad move right. at all. Great. No, move. it's not. Let's talk about it. Unfortunately, another situation, Carey price may miss the upcoming season. So the goaltender, do you feel like his career is over? So what? I think he's approaching 35. Yeah. Yeah. This Only is, played this in is five a, games last season. This is a tough one because like Carey price is a, a great goaltender. Great goaltender, um, but he's at that age now, and, and I'm thinking if if Carey Price, what you're going to see from from this could be just like what Tuka Rask situation. The attempt um, to come back, yeah, attempt to come back, you know, next season, and leaves during you know training camp. I mean, that's what that's what you might get. Because uh, so he's going to miss, miss a, if he misses another year. Yeah, I mean, that's two years. It's going to be very hard to come back again. Took personal leave for uh, some, you know, mental yeah. health, which again it was smart on his part if he needed it. So I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to give you 361, 261, and 79, 49 shutouts, 2.51 goals against, a 91.7 save percentage. He's one of Vesnia, a Pearson, a Hart, a Jennings, and a Masterton. Yeah. Uh, one-time All-Star. Is he a Hall of Famer? No championships. Mm. 361 wins, though. Yeah, I think the wins and that that For goals nice against shot. and that save percentage probably gets in there. It's tough. It's tough. You know, you're probably the only goaltender, you know, long-time Montreal goaltender that didn't win a cup. How's that happy for you? How happy you know, you look at your smile. The you know, smile you put on your face when you said that. Yeah. Well, you think about all the goaltenders they've had there. You Whole know, Montreal. Now you're and, off their Christmas card list, though. And well, yeah, I didn't expect to be on their Christmas card list. Them and the Yankees, you know, and and Washington Redskins, uh, Commanders. Oh yeah, Commanders. Whatever. Um, but you'll look at. He's 
what the only longtime goaltender that never won a Stanley Cup in Montreal. I mean, that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, that is that saying is. a lot. And it may hurt him when it comes to it may to to the, to the Hall of Fame. All right, my friend, it is pick and roll time. Pick and roll. And we are going to rank these players from the 1989, so 33 years ago, the NFL draft. All of these five players are in the Hall of Fame. This is how we pick them. They're all first-round draft picks as well. So all first-round, all Hall of Famers. So how great was that? How great this was, was that? This was so concept? difficult. This was so difficult. So uh, those players are Troy Aikman, Barry Sanders, Derek Thomas, Deion Sanders, and Steve Atwater. All phenomenal players, all Hall of Famers. We're going to rank them five to one, five being the worst of the bunch, one being the best. Ron, you are first this week, which I'm so happy because I thought this was pretty difficult. It was very difficult. Um, and when I first looked at this list, I thought for sure my number one guy would be a number was, one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not. I'm and sure. he is far from it. Wow. What do you got? Talk to uh, us. My number one guy that I thought is number five. Wow. And I'm not even sure this is even right, but I, I'm going to go with it. Uh, I put Derek Thomas at number five. I did too. I have, I can't, I can't hold it back. I'm sorry. I did the same thing. I, I, I thought it, he was going to be number one, to be honest with you. Me. His numbers too. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, the number that really stuck out to me was those 41 forced fumbles. Right. I, I, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a whole lot of whooping. Yeah. You know, uh, 126 sacks. Like, those are great numbers. Yeah. Um, now, tackles. They didn't start taking the tackles total. Until what 1994, so they these players got kind of screwed, yeah. you know, from when they were drafted to to 1994. But he had 272 after that, which is still pretty good considering, you know, you miss like five, uh, uh, was it? Well, no, seven years. No, five years. Good. I don't know. Five. My math stinks right now. Um, so Derek Thomas, number five, nine Pro Bowls, two All Pros. And you think his career got cut short? Yeah. You know, died yeah. in that car accident, and yeah, and you know, I think his numbers could have ended up being better. Uh, well, obviously they would have been better, but um, but I had to put him at number five, and I was stunned because if I'm drafting. I start with him. Yeah, I, I agree. Look on this list. It'd be very tough not to consider him one of the top two. Yeah. So, which then, you know, which then led me to number four, who I thought was going to be my number two. <laughs> oh, you're all over the place. <laughs> and my number four is Barry Sanders. Say what? Exactly. You thought I was going to have him number one, didn't you? I really did. Um. But I looked at it now. The the thing is, is Barry Sanders on this list. Look, wow. There is okay. there is no running back on this list other than Barry Sanders. Okay. So this just goes to show you where I value the, the running back. You know? Like it is not the most important part of the team to win a championship. 
And if I'm starting with one of these guys, sorry, it isn't going to be Barry Sanders. Okay. So, but you look at those numbers. I mean, it's clearly the best running back numbers, you know, per season. Per season. Ten Pro Bowls, six All-Pros, one MVP, Rookie of the Year. I mean, those that's impressive. Those numbers are impressive. And then as I was looking at his numbers, if you really, they used them on kick returns for his yeah. first year. So yeah. talk about trying to get somebody killed, but go ahead. Yeah. So, I number mean, I love the numbers. Just, number four, though. Mind-blowing. Wow. So. I, I'm dying to see how this list goes. So. It was it was really difficult. This was painful to do this list. Um, number three, I put Troy Aikman. And there's one number that stood out and why he wasn't higher. And it wasn't the fact that he has three Super Bowls. You know, six Pro Bowls. Those were that's nice. You know, his sixty one point five um completion percentage, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. You know. Um, in his era, 32,942 yards is pretty good. But the number that I looked at, why he, and I was going to put him number one. And then I looked at this number, 165 games, 165 touchdowns. That, that made him slip in my eyes. And I'm actually wondering, I'm actually curious if he should have slipped to number four, but those three Super Bowls saved him. Because he's a smart quarterback, and you want that on your team. So, um, so yeah, so Troy Aikman, number three. number three. Okay. And so it was about these two guys. Once I saw these numbers, it was all about these two guys. And when you really think about it, who is the guy you compare every defensive back to? Primetime, baby. Yeah. So number two is Steve Atwater. Okay. Uh, his numbers are great. You know, 24 yeah. interceptions, six force fumbles, five sacks, um, more for the coverage yep. than anything. And again, he's got that that thing that they just don't throw the ball over there. Why make the mistake? You know, and again, he had 334 tackles, which was really good. You know, yeah, when you lose tackle numbers, but okay. Yeah, well, I did. I got because... I got eleven hundred and eighty-eight combined tackles. <clears throat> well, I'm talking about solo tackles. I made a oh, okay. maybe I read the wrong okay the wrong gotcha. column, but okay, you know, three hundred thirty-four, you know, and that's missing the first five years. Yeah. So, um, eight Pro Bowls, two All Pros, two Super Bowl rings. So, you know, he's a big part of those Super Bowls. You know, when you when you look at that team, yeah. it wasn't just the offensive side of the ball. He was a big part of that. Big part. Definitely. Um, but again, like I say, when you compare, you know, defensive players at all, you're usually comparing them to primetime. So Deion Sanders is number one on this list. Uh, 53 interceptions, and that's without people throwing the ball to his side. Yeah, think about it, right? You know, it's still as a defensive back, 10 forced fumbles, you know, only one sack, but that's not, that's more, not what he was supposed to be doing. I mean, yeah. I mean, if one you want to line him up to go sack the quarterback, he'd probably do it. Yeah. And I think it was his first year. <laughs> He's yeah, I think it was. 
Um, you know, I, I look the eight Pro Bowls, six six All Pros. That means he's the best at his position. Yeah. Six years, the best. And there was like he missed what three seasons? Was it three? Yeah, seasons? he retired. Yeah. Yeah. And he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two Super Bowls. I mean, look. He put his he put his money where his mouth was. Yeah. You know, like all that talking and he backed it up. Absolutely. He was he was special to watch. And you know, you can say a lot about the players today. I don't know if we'll ever see another Dion no. like that. No, no, no. Definitely not. The, well, this was a little different. We had a difference this week. Um I agree with you at five, Derek Thomas. It did. It pained me. I just didn't feel like he had enough of that 126 and a half sacks. I mean, phenomenal. But some of these other guys, I went Troy Aikman at four. Yeah, no. And I, I was just saying that. I was like, the, the, the only thing that Bowls, saved him is those Super Bowls. Yeah. And again, 71 losses. I know the first year the teams were really, the team was really bad. If you haven't checked yep. out Sports Unfolded Dynasty, though, we do cover the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, great, great show. Uh, check that out on Rhode Island. Yeah, we said a lot of good things about Troy Aikman on there. Yeah, we did. At three, I went Steve Atwater. Yeah. No, I, and, I, I knew yeah. where you were going to place the guy, I, these guys. I just, I, just I, I, I love his numbers. Again, when you talk about the two defensive backs on here, though, clearly one stands above the other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I went Barry Sanders at two. Yeah. And, again, I just think his numbers electric. Again, I wish he had gotten one chance to be in the Super Bowl. That's yeah. the only thing on that part of it. And then I went Dion. But I wanted to bring up the fact that, and as I was doing this, I started to look at, he had nine touchdowns off interceptions. Yeah. He had nine touchdowns in kick and punt returns. Right. Think right. about the game today. It's non-existent kick kickoffs for the most part. Right. In punt returns, I mean, basically, how many times do you see a guy break it now? This guy was doing it on a regular. He had over yeah. 5,000 yards combined in yardage gained on kick returns. Yeah, that's why I said we'll never see another yeah, guy like that again. And he had receiving yards. Yeah. They used him at receiver, too. He was a Eight great pro athlete. Bowls, six All-Pros. He was phenomenal. I loved him. Loved prime time. One of my favorite players of all time. But great list. Great. Now he's of part of the XFL. Yeah. Great group of guys. We'll be covering it, but we'll, I mean, USFL. We 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 got into them a little bit. What was it? What was your tip? Stallions, man. The stallions. The stallions. The champs. Stallions. The champs. It's prediction time, and you gained a game. Gained a game. So uh, four game lead right now. Uh, but uh, it is uh, it is getting. We're gonna bring that chart up there. We added Manny. Uh, Manny is on the chart now. Dan has been on that chart. So Manny, one and two let's with 33% last week. Manny, yeah, we have a uh, Dan, if you're still out there, let's get some picks today. But uh, we're still doing pretty well, 57%. 220, I think, nine games-ish. Yeah, and we only do the tough things. Yeah, yeah so we always try to pick the tough ones. Great, great to see uh, people participating too. So join in, check us out. All right, so you're up first. Uh, we got 8-19, so starting tonight, Houston Astros at the Atlanta Braves, three-game series. You know, um, there could be maybe some revenge factor. Oh, 
I didn't think about that. Ah, World Series. Um, I got a feeling Houston is going to come out, and I'm going to take okay. Houston in this one. Houston's been more consistent all year. Played much better baseball. Uh, got They're a such a good team, and they got a stranglehold on the American League right now. They know they they got the best record. I'm going Houston. They can't afford to lose this series. So we both agree on that one. Uh, 819, Major League Soccer. We got the LA Galaxy at the Seattle Sounders uh, Football Club. Uh, Galaxy is playing some great, great football. Uh, and the Sounders let me down last week. So I am definitely going. I'm going LA. I'm going Galaxy. Yeah, I am going out at Galaxy as well. That's quite unfortunate that you picked them. <laughs> 820, we got a big heavyweight matchup, uh, championship. Uh, Alexander Azuk versus Anthony Joshua. Manny's got LA. There we go, Manny. Now, Chakra, thanks for joining. Chakra, and check Manny. out, check out people that you know that are here on Twitch, like Chakra. Yeah. I you watched know, Chakra, Chakra the underscore other day. power, you know. Yeah, watched them the other day. Some good stuff. Absolutely. So who do you got? Um, I I have Usyk. Ooh, I got Joshua. Oh. Got Joshua. Big heavyweight fight. Joshua uh, defending the title. Well, you do know that that Usyk is, uh, um, 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 whatchamacallit, from, uh, oh, my God, I can't think of the country now that just got invaded i can't think of it oh ukraine <laughs> ukraine thank you so oh, he's all he, for the country he actually fought for the country okay i think i remember yeah he went on the front lines right yes that's right he yeah, did. i do remember that uh we got uh ufc here oh josh picked uh i mean yeah, manny, uh manny picked yeah, josh Joshua. uh so Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards, uh, UFC. Uh, I went Usman. This I is also a, this is a, a a rematch. Yes, uh, I also went Usman. Um, I think you went Joshua because you couldn't say Usyk's name. Alexandra Usyk. Yeah, I think you went Joshua because of that. No, that is not why I went. <laughs> uh, Tonight, actually, game just about kicking off right now. Carolina Panthers at the New England Patriots preseason. Um, is what's his face playing? Mac. Yes. So I'm going to go New England. All right, I want Panthers. New England is has you know let me down already. So. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just we'll see what this new offense looks like. I don't even think they'll. They'll uh, do much. Yep. Uh, this so today. Manny went with uh, yeah, the, the Panthers, Panthers as, well. as well. Manny's picked everybody I picked. Oh, Manny, we're going to fail together, my friend. We're going to fail yes. together. Sink or swim. And you uh, all go down. All right. And then uh, Sunday, we got NASCAR Cup Series, uh, Watkins Glen International. We have got to pick a driver to finish in the top five. And if they both our drivers finish in the top five, whoever goes ahead, we get extra points. Right. So what if we pick the same one? Two. We could. Uh who's up here? Me? You. 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 And me? Yeah, I went you. Chase Elliott. He's averaging one point five 
Yeah, pick Chase Elliott. Too. Hey, 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 here we and go. And the reason because he's won this race twice. Yes. So it'll be interesting to, to see if we get that right. If uh, he finishes in the top five, we both win. Yep. We both get points. All right. So uh, if, again, if you enjoy what you're watching, check us out every Friday night, 6 p.m. We are live. We're fan interactive. We have Chakra, Dan, Manny all join us tonight. There's Thank been you guys quite a few joining. tonight. Thank you for joining. Uh, if you'd like to follow us, social media, check out all of our ticker there. If you're in Southeast Connecticut, public access channel 12, that's Southeast Connecticut on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. It is a rebroadcast of today's show. Check us out on Fridays if you enjoy it and you're watching it right now on SEC TV. Also, if you'd like to sponsor the show, ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. Check us out. We'd love to get some businesses to sponsor us. We want to continue to grow our show. All you need to do is email. We'll give you all the information. Very simple, easy to do. You're going to have thousands of eyes worldwide on your business. So don't forget that. Ron, as we normally do, we finish our show. We do our final thought or thoughts. You are first uh, today, so your final thought. Okay, so um, my final thought is for the total debacle of yet another decision by the NFL. Um, they just never get it right. They absolutely just never get it right because they, they wait to find out what the media says and then the fans' reaction, and then they try to correct what they do. The proper thing to do is to do things properly from the beginning and do what's right. How hard is that? How hard is it to just do what's right and best for the fans? It's the fans' perspective that you have to worry about, not the bottom line of the NFL football teams. Because when you have that in mind, you're never going to make the right decision. And yet again, the NFL proves this time and time again. And here we go. Now we get to, to watch them rake money in for another return where it should not have been like that. Agreed. Agreed. Great point. Uh, my final thought is actually about a gentleman named Michael Hickman. Uh, unfortunately, lost his life. Uh, he's a Texas youth football coach. And yeah. sadly, during um, the the game, I got into an argument with uh, Yaqib Talib, who is actually a brother of former NFL player Aqib Tlaib. Um, he pulled out, allegedly pulled out a gun and shot him uh, while the kids were still on the field as well. And when we talk about senseless gun violence and we continue to talk about it, this is, again, another incident where, again, you're we, we love sports, Ron. We argue all the time about what's right or wrong, what we feel should happen or not happen. At no point in time have I ever thought, I really want to shoot you. Like it's never crossed my mind. We can, uh, well, that's you know, a good thing. we can agree to disagree. You know what I mean? Like, let's agree to disagree. How you felt, first of all, the effects it's going to have on these children now for the rest of their lives. You've just taught them the same thing 
that we're trying to teach them not to do is solve things with violence. And somebody had to lose their life who was trying to help kids grow and become better people. The world lost a, a, a very good man. Everything I've read, a, a father, their kids, now their, their kids grow up without a father. And over what? A score? A bad call? Something you didn't agree with? The referees or whatever it might have been. Was it really that drastic that somebody had to lose their life over it? It's, again, another sad story. Um, again, I feel so bad for those kids as well because they've got to carry this for the rest of their lives. He turned himself in. We'll see what happens. He said his, he's got a side to his story. I still don't know how a bullet would be uh, anybody's uh, answer. To me, that doesn't even matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he – it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't – it should not make you turn to a gun. Yeah, so uh, unfortunate tragedy. Um, but that's my final thought. Ron, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been great. Manny, Chakra, Dan, thank you all for joining. We will continue to do this every Friday. Sports Unfolded. Uh, so excited. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check us out. Can't wait to see what happens next week. Show will be talking some pats. We'll we'll uh, break down the uh, preseason game from uh, tonight and even more. So, Ron, I will see you on Friday. Take care, my friend. And all, all we right. ask for in this world is peace. Have a good night, everybody.